<laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. We're live right now. Thank you for, thank you, Henry, for that intro. We're waiting on our boys to get us some music cues here, but that was good in the meantime. Cart Barn Talk is back. I'm your host, Luke, with Henry and Dan. This is yes. episode number four. Yes. Episode number four in about five months. So good pace we're on right now. Yeah. We got two episodes. We got episodes two and three out in the decent time pe- time frame. Uh, we're gonna ramp it up here. We just need sports to come back. Once the season start again, we're gonna have some good content for you. We're just, you know, we're just every once in a while right now. But you can't rush I, art, as yeah. I always like to say. I think we have a good episode lined up today. We are going to do a little NFL quarterback draft. So at, at White Eagle, a lot of the talk centers around NFL quarterbacks. It's, it's in the center of a lot of debates, which I'm sure will be brought up again today. We, us, us three, we're each going to do a little snake draft. So reverse order and the alternate rounds. We're each going to draft six NFL quarterbacks based off of the very loose criteria of how well they were, will perform next season, 2022, this coming season. Are they a good quarterback? Pretty much. That's pretty much the question we're answering here. And uh, I think we're going to put it up to Twitter then. We're going to put our teams out there, give it a little Twitter vote, and see which of us won the fake draft. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to see how many votes we're going to get on this little poll here. Oh, we'll get votes. I mean, we'll get more votes than we do listeners. I, I would be pretty disappointed if we got more votes than the presidential election, which is a possibility. That's it's a possibility. There's yeah, true. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit. I think we're going to do a little just free talk right now. There's been some some sports news in recent days. We'll yeah. kind of mull it over here about five, 10 minutes, and then uh, we'll do a randomized order and get into it. So what have you guys been uh, thinking these last couple of days? What's, what's new in the sports lives of you two? Well, I mean, I saw hockey's coming back with their playoff format. I don't know what you guys think about it. You guys are probably a little more knowledgeable in hockey than I am. Um, but, yeah. We're so behind right now. Like, why? It's kind of where I'm at with it. Like. You know what I mean? It's already June 9th. Like, that's a pretty late to be talking about starting up the season. See, it's not even going to be starting right now. It's going to be starting later on in the summer. When you think about a league that's already going to come back and just a few months after it would finish, I feel like that doesn't – I feel like the players, first of all, aren't going to like it very much. And also, it just kind of feels like they're just trying to slap something together to finish a season that was kind of doomed. I, I don't think this season should resume personally. I think whoever wins this season is going to always be known as just the COVID champs. It's always going to be an asterisk by their name. It's just way too late. This season's not even starting until late July. There's, what, 24 teams making the playoffs. It's going to be done probably late September, early October. You're not starting the next NHL season until 2021. That's pushed back. It's, you know, it's horrible for the Wild. I don't know if we want to <laughs> get into that rant there. Wild are about to lose a draft pick, lose their most hyped player since probably Marion Gabrick. Oh, no. We are going to probably 
win our first series because why not and just not get another good draft pick and we're going to lose the winter classic and i think as luke was talking there i saw his hair get grayer oh it's i mean look at it, it's almost gone it's it's almost gone what's left is gray I, i'm giving up on this franchise no you're not <laughs> uh yep the wild okay but i mean so it's not Kirill a good Kaprasov, he, yeah, he's like, very much expected he's a very hyped prospect thought he was going to sign with the wild the khl decided to cancel their season like the nhl should have done if you're Kaprasov, you could go play in your home country starting in September, or you could wait and sign in a foreign country and not play until February. I, I mean, I, I don't blame him if he signs in the KHL again. I really don't. Yeah. I, like, it, the, the problem with it all is it's just too logical. Like, I would love to be able to sit here and tell you, like, there's no way that'll happen. I'll be here whenever we call him and tell him to come, but that's just not really the case. He's got too many options, and it also, you're, like you mentioned before, the, the kind of loss of our draft pick is not, not exactly great, um, assuming we you know, win our first series against the Canucks, which is very possible. But it kind of ruins the whole win the lottery plan because we were going to win the oh, lottery. I mean, we were going to win the lottery. You can't win the lottery if you don't have a lottery pick. <laughs> I, you know, I was already excited for the line of Fiala, Kaprasov, and Lafreniere. And we might only have one of the three on our roster next season. True. Fiala. If Kaprizov signs, I'm hosting a, just a blowout party. Just, just this will be, the, it'll be like a Stanley Cup champion party. We'll parade fly, through Stone Mill. I'll fly back. Good. Yeah. Good. That's like, what, three or four years coming now that you've been talking about Kaprizov? I mean, we drafted him in 2016, I think. The slow boil right there with that guy. And then I'll just yeah. take the take the world by storm. Fifteen, maybe. Yeah, that's, that's exciting. It's been a while. Um, yeah, that was kind of what I was going to talk about the NHL season. Um, what do you guys think about MLB players rejecting these offers to get the season going for for baseball? Blame them. I mean, it doesn't sound like, like reading through these offers that they're getting proposed. Like I know I wouldn't be doing some of the stuff that they're talking about. Like where it's like, yeah, sure, we'll pay you forty percent of your salary and you can come play 80 games it's just as like as a player I'm just not super interested in that like I recognize that like it's a huge financial problem for the teams to be like put on these games like I've seen stats where it's like like games without fans in the stadium like MLB teams are losing like hundreds of thousand dollars per time that happens so like you can't blame the teams for like trying to get the players to compromise on the salary aspect of it but I like if I'm like when I'm looking at these, like, I guess, uh, like kind of gradient salary, like reductions, you know what I mean? Where the highest paid players get the most cut out of their salary. Like if I'm Mike Trout or Bryce Harper, like basically the guys that are drawing fans to the game, I'm not super excited about playing because, you know, I'm Mike Trout. I just signed a massive extension for tons of money per year. And then now you're going to come in and say, no, you're going to make half. Like I, I'm not super thrilled about it. Like he's losing probably 20 million, 80 million down to 40 million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I, he's, you know, still going to be a rich man, but at the same time, it's like these guys signed a contract with a lot of money and I'm, I'm sure none of them are exactly thrilled about the prospect of losing half of it, you know? Dan. Yeah. I mean, baseball is probably the single sport I paid the least amount of attention to. Yeah. Um, I think, but 
I, I agree with Henry. Why would you want to go? You signed a contract promising stupid amounts of money if you're some of the guys in baseball. And now you're they're just saying, no, you don't get it all. And there's a decent chance, because I don't know if MLB is doing what MLS keeps saying it was going to do, is confine everyone to Orlando and not let them see their families. Yeah. If you, if you throw that in the mix, that's even more of a absolutely not. Right. Yeah, that's, not, I wouldn't do that. Like, you're just going to lock me in a hotel at Disney World and say, you don't get to see your family, you get to see your teammates, and you get to see the people you play against and your coaches. That's it. I mean, for me, yeah. I mean, that kind of that doesn't sound horrible. Disney yeah, World. I'm, I wonder what that would be like. Actual Disney World, though. Yeah, yeah. Locked in a hotel away from your friends and family. <laughs> Gee, Henry's living that for the next couple months. <laughs> Uh, no, it's um, I'm going to zag a little bit here. Uh, I think the most recent offer was 76 games, which is less than half of the games they normally play, and they'd be paid 75% of their salary. I think that is somewhat reasonable, and I think somewhere around those lines a deal can be done. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. But I think they, they should be able to see their families because the NHL, one of the main things with the NHL is that NHL players – they're flying all the families out to the hub cities where the NHL players are. So they're going to be with their families. That's a big deal. Yeah, that's The NHL put out what city or cities it is officially using yet, or is it still just like that? No, it was pretty much basically, I'd say about a month ago, it was the question was, what is going to be the second city besides Minneapolis, St. Paul? And now I think they're kind of back to needing to find two cities, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they can't really come to Minneapolis, can they? I don't – I mean, I haven't heard much about that in the last couple of weeks. I think they're kind of – I bet I bet we see it in the next couple of weeks because teams are practicing as of yesterday, I believe. Yeah. And Premier League starting back up, but that's kind of a hard zag. Premier League is next week. That'll be fun. The whole um, – the entirety of Europe will be going by the end of June. Yeah, Italy is the last one to start on like the 24th or something like that. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like most of the title races are kind of locked up. I feel like Bayern is Bayern's going to win Germany. I feel like isn't Liverpool pretty far ahead in the Premier League? Well, yeah, it would, it would take a Liverpool-esque kind of choke there to yeah. Um, they just is, need one win, don't they? I think they need three. Okay. Like, Out of like seven games, maybe eight he, games, nine games, and they need three wins or something like that. Okay. They have right wow. now a twenty-five point lead over City. That'll happen. Oh yeah, uh, I think Juventus is up by a decent amount. Ooh, that's ooh, not ooh. actually that close, or not not that big of a blowout. Oh, uh, okay. It's let me see if I can get it. A little Roma action in there, no. perhaps. No. Ah. Juve has a one point. Fiorentina? Lazio is back one point. Who? Lazio? Oh, Lazio. I thought you said like Slavia. Lazio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Inter is nine points back. Like I might be an Italian fan for the next couple weeks. We'll see. I mean, I think the Bundesliga is the – no, Bayern pulled away. Never mind. Yeah. When it restarted, I, yeah. it was closer. 
Bayern it was is, Bayern beat Dortmund. I mean, that was the game, that, and that was it, yeah. Bayern's ridiculous right now, anyway. So Bayern is good. Dortmund's not even bad. I mean, you, Dortmund's probably like the eighth or ninth best team in Europe, and they just cannot compete with Bayern. Yeah, I mean, I feel that pain watching Roma every year. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah, Roma. You know, they got good kits. You got that going for you. That's all there is. <laughs> Alrighty, um, should we get drafting? Yeah, let's draft. Let's draft. We gotta, we gotta do this order. Yeah. So, in terms of the order, would we like to go? You, if your number gets selected, you get to choose which spot you want. Yes, 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 yes. Let's do that. Sounds good. Um, do one of you two wanna do like maybe like a random number generator here, or something like that? I can get you with that. Maybe Dan's one. I'm two. Henry, you're three. Just Random number one through three. Sure. Drum roll. Drum roll. Virtually. First one to pick is number two. Oh, that's me. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Yeah, I am going to take the first overall pick. I'm going to take number one. All right. The second person I... to pick is number three. And I'm going to take the second overall pick. <laughs> All right, Dan, you have the turn. You know, I'm fine with that. All right. Uh, we can get rolling here. Um, I don't think we're going to do like a uh, like a shot clock or anything, a pick clock, but it's not a pick. What do they call it? Just a timer. Just a – no, they, there's a name for it, isn't there? You are on the clock. You are on the clock. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be quick here. Yeah. Um this first overall pick is going to be pretty easy for me. I am going to be taking the Super Bowl MVP, right? He won, he won MVP, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, first overall. I, how can you not on that one? Yeah. That's, yeah. He's, uh, he will be the face of the, friend, or the NFL for a long time. He has not quite the legs as Lamar Jackson, but he can scramble. He can run. He can extend plays. He's making throws that not many other quarterbacks can make. He's putting up absurd yards. Great leader. He's the best player in the NFL, by far, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. There's really – you can't go wrong if you got Mahomes on your team. I mean, the stuff he does is just – I mean, there's not many other people in the game doing it. So, that's a good pick at number one. Yeah, can't say I'm surprised. All right. With the with the number two overall pick, you were on the clock. Um, hmm, I'm 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 torn to an extent here. I I'm going between what a football mind says I should pick, and then what the people will want. Ooh. Um. So right now I'm torn between Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson because the people will tell you Lamar Jackson is the guy to pick here by far, but. I'm not entirely convinced because even though Lamar had a ridiculously good season, you know what I mean? And played out of his mind, like, and he's absolutely somebody you want on your team. Like um, there have been lots of guys that come into league as brushing heavy guys that have one or two, like go crazy type seasons. Then either as their legs start to slow down or they just get, more comfortable as a passer in the NFL, they start to go away from that, and then they have to lean more heavily on their arm. And Lamar has a great arm, 
But I, I still do think Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson is going to have your better arm. Um, and so for this next season, I'll take Lamar Jackson with my pick because wow. I still think, I'll still, I still think that he's going to be still that much better just on his legs. Like he, he was, I don't think that you have a better running quarterback or dual threat quarterback in the NFL than him right now. Um, but like at the same time, it was a tough decision for me because Russell Wilson is obviously, you know what I mean? An amazing NFL quarterback. So Dan, I think you'll enjoy. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you, you went the route. Lamar has an MVP. That's something Russell Wilson somehow I saw a thing. He hasn't actually received a vote. He hasn't. It's absurd. He's, yeah. yeah. The guy's good. And so with my first pick, I'm just going to take Russell. Dan, I, I, I like the pick from both of you. I mean, I, those were, I thought, pretty clear, two and three. Henry, I like, I like your reasoning. Lamar probably is better next year. If he's better in three years, that's what remains to be seen. But we're not doing for three years. We're doing next year. No, we're just saying who's good. Yeah, who's good. Yeah. Dan, who, who would you have chosen between the two had you have the choice? I, you had? If, I was sitting, if I was in Henry's chair, I probably would have done Lamar if we're strictly looking at this year. Because he's going to regress, but from where he was at, like, anyone's Yeah, gonna... I mean, that's that's a given. You know what I mean? When you come out and you, you're the unanimous MVP and you run for 15,000 yards in a season and, like, just absolutely torch the league. It's the same thing with Mahomes, his first year kind of bursting out of the scene. Like, it would be virtually impossible for him not to regress. Like, exactly. that's, just, that's just something you need to expect, but – the thing is, if you regress from a Mahomes year, got pretty dang close. He might have been same stats had he not gotten injured. Exactly, yeah. But, like, the thing is, is, like, even if, like, you regress and you're Lamar Jackson, oh, you suddenly win the MVP, but you're not unanimous anymore, I think you're still a pretty happy camper. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Dan, pick number two. Coming around the turn here, pick overall number four. This one, so – just to full disclosure, just so that I have names in front of me and I don't accidentally miss anybody, I pulled up a, a fantasy tier list for this upcoming season. Just, you know, kind of keep my thoughts a little organized. This and is not fantasy. This is just no, I'm aware NFL play. But, yeah, I, I, I get what you're doing. Yep. It's the easiest to find rankings if you pull up fantasy rankings. And mm-hmm. the funniest thing about this is who this list has at number three is Dak Prescott. And I will preface this by saying I'm absolutely not picking Dak Prescott. Excuse the phone ringing. Oh. One second. I'm going to go shut that up. Well, Henry, are you picking <laughs> Dak Prescott? Because I might just slide in and take him with my last pick then if he's I off both your boys. I'm in my bed right now listening to this, this explanation. <laughs> so I'm not taking Dak. Um, that was Dak calling. He's mad. Yeah. <laughs> good for him. That's too bad. He's not worth $40 million. That's the end of my Um, I'm going to... I'm a little torn between Kyler and Deshaun here. Um, okay. I think that I'm, you know, I'm going to go with Kyler. And I think my reasoning here is just weapons. I think that Arizona did what they could to help Kyler and Houston did the exact opposite. <laughs> um, they have David Johnson now. Hmm. Yeah. He was on my fantasy team this last year. I don't want to talk about him. I don't like that guy. <laughs> um, but I think – I mean, I, first of all, I don't know why you would ever trade DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's just a stupid move. 
and Kyler can do nothing but benefit from that, it'll be nice for him not to have Larry Fitzgerald as his number one receiver. Christian Kirk's good. Christian Kirk's good, but Larry Fitzgerald is he's a good wide receiver though. Larry's Larry Fitz. Larry's fantastic. But if you think about adding DeAndre Hopkins, it's just that much better. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm never going to make the argument that Fitz is better than DeAndre Hopkins right now. But I think as a young quarterback, Larry Fitzgerald has significantly less drops than he does tackles. And so yeah. if that just tells you anything about his hands, like for a rookie quarterback coming into the league, like that could be really helpful. But didn't us, Hopkins not have a drop two years ago? That also is very true. Hopkins says some of the Like, best. it was like last year, I remember I was watching like Monday Night Football, like week seven, and it was this big deal because he had his first drop in like 23 <laughs> games or something. Yeah. It yeah. was crazy. Well, it was that, against the Saints, I think. But yeah, so you're, you're looking at a quarterback that has two of the most sure handed receivers in the league on his team now. The only question mark in Arizona's offense, in my opinion, is running back. Like, Kenyon Drake went off at the end of the season, but Kenyon Drake also he was decent in Miami for a hot little little minute, and then he literally just turned into nothing. So, don't know what'll happen running back wise, but that mm-hmm. definitely impacts Kyler a ton. So yeah, that's do you I'm think do you think Kyler though is good enough to make those weapons as good? Do you think like that's a situation where Kyler can step in and out and be that f- number four overall quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, I mean he last year he did. I don't remember exactly where he finished, but he was in – I know fantasy-wise, at least, he was top-ten quarterback last year. And that's a strong step as a rookie. It's just a matter of if he's going to hit the sophomore slump. And me personally, I would bet that he's not, just with what you surround him with. I don't think he's going to. I mean, yeah, they definitely put weapons around him. Just for kind of reference, he finished with 3,700 yards, 20 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. That's fine. That's yeah, that's it's decent. It's he's a rookie quarterback in a new system. Cause that's also he did also have a rookie head coach. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So I just think I think it'll be interesting. They did give him more weapons. I think Kyler is he's a good quarterback. He's one of those good quarterbacks. So I I don't I don't know if he's quite great yet. So I think this is gonna be a big season. He doesn't have many excuses in my mind right now. Um I would say he has probably the second best wide receiver in football now and then a very very, very good, like, second wide receiver in Larry Fitzgerald than a good third wide receiver in Christian Kirk. Yeah. Um, and basically just a run-and-gun system. So I think if there's ever a time for a quarterback to succeed, it's kind of right now for him. Um, but this will be a big season for him for sure. Yeah. The one thing he, I just kind of inject in here, though, is I don't personally think if you look at Murray versus Watson, I don't think Kyler has the same career longevity. Sure. I can my- see it. I, I, I'm going to, I'll be quick. I think it's probably a bit of a reach at four. I think Kyler Murray is a guy that very well, he's, he's a dark horse. And if you wanted to throw some money on like an MVP candidate, dark horse with decent odds, he could light it up. But I think more, more likely is that he has 10 really great games and a couple of clunkers and he, he finishes, I mean, he probably performs as like the sixth, seventh, eighth kind of best quarterback right in there. Yeah, I, I would I would tend to agree with that. But then I like the thought process there. Yeah. I don't see him going any lower than that six, seven, eight range. And I feel to we'll me it's relatively low risk. I'm gonna Henry, step in. You're on the clock. To be honest with you, I was kind of at a loss because I had only thought through the first round of this. So 
I was kind of scrambling for names there when you were talking. And when you mentioned Deshaun Watson, I started really, really hoping that you weren't going to pick Deshaun Watson because I am thrilled to have Deshaun Watson at the five spot. Um, I had him on my fantasy team last year. Just he, like he was a guy that you basically just put in your lineup and said 20 points. See you later. Like this guy, he, he just, he took care of me. That's all I say about that. Like he's a guy that's been a proven starter in the league and, he's fantastic really like there's not much to not like I mean he is the flip side of that coin with that trade like he did lose his number one probably target but he still does have good options like still there like he I mean kind of has an ample amount of deep threats right now um and he's not a guy that's afraid to go deep so he can move with his feet can throw deep tough guy in there I mean you saw the play against the Bills in there where he basically created like a what was it like 40 50 yard gain out of pretty much a surefire sack in the playoffs. So it was like, it was, he's, he's a good quarterback. And so I'm happy to have him with my, my he side. got, he got kicked in the face, picked his head up and threw a touchdown. Yeah. He's, he's sweet. <laughs> I'm pretty impressive. Yeah. That's a really good pick. I, I think he's a great player. Um, I think in a, I mean, if you put him in Patrick Mahomes shoes and Andy Reid's system, he is even better. Mm-hmm. I don't think Bill O'Brien's running a great ship down there. No, not in, in not Houston. Cool. You're a home city of Deshaun Watson. You're. I never even thought of that. It's a hometown pick right there. Homer pick. Had to make the people. There out. we go. Um, I like the pick. I yeah. I was really hoping he'd fall to me. I would have picked him. I mean, that would be an insane value at the back of the second round, maybe even top of the third to flex. I mean, yeah, <laughs> true. I could have flexed on the turn there. Um, so I have I have two picks here, and I uh. Oh, yeah, I don't – there's kind of a bunch of guys that I wish I could pick, like, and, like, the – so this is – this will be the sixth and seventh best quarterbacks next year. Yes. And there's a lot of guys I I would rather ha- – I'd rather be picking, like, 9, 10. It's – 6, 7 is kind of a weird spot. Am I hearing Matthew Stafford's name? No, 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 no. Give it a couple rounds. Maybe next turn. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I think I'm leaning. We've had a lot of, I think, all young guys. Wilson's been in the league for a little bit now. I'm going to, I'm going to go a little older here. I don't know which one of these guys I want to pick first. I don't really think it matters. I guess I'm deciding who is better or not. I'm going to go Drew Brees at six. He's kind of the opposite of my first pick. He's not not the opposite, but he will. He's not going to run. He's he's going to sit inside the pocket. He's going to throw to Michael Thomas. He's going to complete a, an absurd amount of passes. He's going to get a lot of yards. He's a. I mean, we've seen Drew Brees' ceiling. It's very high. We've seen his floor. It's also pretty high. His ceiling's not as high as some of the other guys, but I think he's a he's a very still a solid player at. 40 41 years old yeah yeah his biggest thing against him is his arm strength yeah that was a that was a pretty big problem in their playoff game against the vikes like it was as a vikings fan like watching drew Brees. like you normally are a little bit afraid when like the other team has a quarterback like drew Brees that like is just known to just be just good you know what i mean um mm-hmm. and then watching him in the playoffs i actually kind of felt the opposite i was kind of excited when the Vikings were putting them in situations where Drew Brees had to throw the deep ball because there was several times where the ball was just not even close and there was easy interceptions for the Vikes. So 
something to watch out for, but you're completely right. Like, even though, even despite that, he's still a smart enough and like capable enough quarterback to recognize his own game and not try and force things that aren't there. Um, and he'll still, you're right, complete an insane amount of passes. Just the depth of target might change, but he's going to get probably 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns like he always does. He's going to throw a lot of touchdowns to Jared Cook in the red zone this year. Maybe a little fantasy advice for the listeners out there. But I, I, I think he's going to have a good year again. It'll probably be his last – you know, I think he probably plays this year and maybe one more, but I think this is his last good year. Yeah. His and I'm going, to swoop, I'm going to get his last good year. But – so that might change some of that, but that's really it. But All right. And then I will be picking the seventh best quarterback now in the, the start of the third round here. And, yeah, you know, I'm kind of deciding between – really right now I'm deciding between two guys. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll let you guys know. It's between Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, they, they both had incredible stretches from 2014 to 2016. Can I pause you right now? Was Matt yes. Ryan good last year? Refresh me. He was Matt Ryan. I mean, he the thing he he throws for yards. He gets a lot you of yards. Because like, Matt Ryan does this fun thing where every other year he's fire, and then the other year he's just a little cooler. So was last year his cool year? Is last year year? was his cooler, relatively cooler right. year. That's, yes, that could be something to consider there. So. I'm gonna go. So I'm actually I'm gonna go Aaron Rodgers on the touchdowns. I think Matt Ryan. His biggest knock is that in the red zone, he struggles to throw touchdowns. You see that with Julio not catching any. I think he has a lot of red zone interceptions, if I remember correctly. And I think Aaron Rodgers does very well throwing the ball into the end zone. Um, I mean, you see Devontae Adams just gets a million touchdowns. So um, another guy, you could say Aaron Rodgers is starting to struggle with the deep ball as well, kind of how Drew Brees is. So similar there. But I think Aaron Rodgers performs better than he did last year um I think he throws a lot of touchdowns I think he's going to be throwing the ball shorter distances this year but his completion percentage will go up and he's going to have a solid year and he does not throw interceptions I mean he's just not going to give the other team opportunities so he's my pick yeah yeah I'm uh, gonna tell you Aaron Rodgers is a bad pick per se. I mean he's a good quarterback. You know what I mean? Um I think like if you get a healthy Aaron Rodgers for sixteen games, like I think you're good to go with that. You know what I mean? I think that's like that I would say is pretty much the most legitimate knock I see on Aaron Rodgers at this stage in his career is that can't stay healthy between leg problems or I mean that the collarbone. Um but it I mean he he's played uh, two full seasons now. Yeah. 20, 2018 and 2019, he didn't miss a game. He missed a couple, a quarter or two against the Bears that opening game, and then he had that great comeback. And since then, I don't think he's missed any games. So maybe he's due for an injury. I, I sure hope not. It might be Jay Love time if he is, but. <laughs> might be Jay Love time just for fun. But I, I think you're also going to see an angrier Aaron Rodgers come out too. Oh, I didn't even throw that angle. Yeah. That, that will be interesting. I'd love to see it. I think it's fun when he gets mad. 
<laughs> he's always mad. Let's be real. He, like, it kind of reminds me, like, it's almost like I'm watching The Last Stamp again, where it's like, oh, the security guard looked at me the wrong way as I entered the arena. I was forced to drop 75 points on them. Like, that's yeah. kind of how it feels sometimes with Aaron Rodgers. But Money. Well, it's a good pick right there. You know, I'm going to kind of buck, like, the older dude trend, and I'm going to go to another young guy with a little bit of some some contract <laughs> issues. <laughs> I think – both of you guys know where I'm taking this, but Dak uh, Prescott, no. the several million dollar man, <laughs> like this guy, he had a great season last year. Um, and I'm I'm happy to get him right here. You know what I mean? Middle of the third round. What what is this? The eighth pick or something? Yeah, this is. This is the eighth. You think Dak Prescott is the eighth best quarterback in the NFL? Right now, yeah. I mean, you tell me. Tell me. I agree. I'm on your side. I love Dak. 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. I'm thrilled with that. If that walks onto my team and also poses a bit of a running threat, like, I don't I, – I think there's – that's that's a great quarterback on your team. Now, am I going to sit here and tell you that Dak is a genius for talking to Jerry Jones about a $45 million a year contract? Eh, that's That's up for debate, but, like – some of the stuff that he does just on the field, like it, I mean, he's, he's a great quarterback and I'm happy to get him again at eight. Like I, I do think he fits in right there at that like eight spot in terms of talent, but he can sometimes sneak up there in terms of like stats and numbers. Like in fantasy, he kind of crept up to that top five quarterback type slot last year. So. So what you're telling me is you don't think that Andy Dalton's going to come in and steal snaps. I don't. Oh shit! Dalton went to the Cowboys. One year with the Cowboys, and so oh. my biggest thing with the Cowboys is if a return to Texas for and, Andy Dalton. Yeah. Yes. But Ooh. so my this one thing that I'm just watching, I want it to happen just because I think it would be hilarious. But if Dak keeps acting like he does with the contracts with Jerry, Jerry has Mike McCarthy in his back pocket. Yes. Um, I think just any time you've seen the two of them ever, you can tell they. Those two are the best of friends. Hey, they're bros, man. They they're they're going to each other's cookouts. That's true. And so I think if Jerry wants something to happen, he will get Mike to do it. And so if Dak pisses Jerry off, I would not be shocked to see Mike plug Andy Dalton into the starting lineup. Stop. Jerry Jones wants to win. Yeah, you, you, you're not going to win with Andy Dalton as your quarterback. The Cowboys are not a good team to begin with, and they would get worse with Andy Dalton as their quarterback. They have a good offense. They, just, they do. Their defense is their problem. You have, with Amari Cooper yep. and Zeke, regardless of who's throwing the football, you're going to be able to put or some – Or CD they're off. They're, they have some weapons this year. Gallup is a really – he might be the best number three wide receiver in the league. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Is that, that's another if he's thing. even the number three. He, I mean, C.D. Lamb could be the number three. Yeah. And that's that's what you're getting with Dak. You know what I mean? You got a team chock full of And, and Dak can run for a little bit. I love the pick. I, I think – honestly, I think Dak honestly deserves close to the money he's asking. He deserves to be paid like a top five or six quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, he he should not be like the he would be like the highest paid by like five or no. ten million or something like that, and that's ridiculous. But like he like I think there is thirty five million a year. Yeah, I think he didn't he turn that down. Yeah, yeah he's turned okay, that's kind of that's kind of crazy. I mean, yeah, the, I don't. But I don't, regardless, we're talking about we're not talking about contracts right now. We're talking about who's good, and I think Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. 
I, I agree. One comment before Dan has his uh, two picks. After hearing Dan say he would not draft Dak Prescott, you went and drafted him, even though there's two picks, two Dan picks in between your next one. See, I, I don't know, like, like I mean, yeah. But, I, I, but it's, this is more of a ranking, too. Yeah. So if we want to get a good ranking, then I like yeah. it. I like, like it. I, I don't know. I, was, I, to be honest, didn't really take that into consideration. But I also, maybe uh, Dan was bluffing. Who knows? I mean, you I never know. I'm glad you picked him because then you don't have to. he should get picked. And I know that I would have had to take him just because we talked about it. It's, he, I would not complain to have him. I would just rather not. It's also because I have a stigma against the Cowboys, but that's a whole other story that I don't feel like getting into. Oh, so I'm another just let's here. hear let's hear the picks. Um, so this see we're in the we're in the gray area with quarterbacks. I think we're starting to pass out of the we've passed through the elite and we starting to get through the great ones. The Kirk Cousins. We're, I'm, I'm not picking him. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm waiting ah. for you to pick him. Um, but this this one's going to come a little out of left field, maybe. Uh, my first oh one's going to be Josh Allen from Buffalo. Oh, here we go. You're joking. You're I, joking. I am a fan of this guy. I am a big Josh Allen fan. Um, I've I've loved him ever since the garbage bills came into the Vikings house two years ago and just laid it on him. <laughs> he ran that. for like a hundred yards. That yeah, game. My, my guy popped off that game, and that's I'm the Packers know a little bit about quarterbacks running all over him though. See, hey, she. <laughs> but, I mean, my thing with Josh Allen is is he the greatest passer in the league? Absolutely not. But last year he put up. 3,089 yards, 20 p- touchdowns, and nine picks. That's, that's going to be your number. Is that, is that's, yeah. that sounds like an argument to not pick him right there. That, that, those aren't great stats. You better be hoping for an improvement. Well, because that's, that's what I'm saying. He, the thing with Allen is he, he runs a lot more than a lot of the other quarterbacks in this range. He's not an elite runner like Lamar and Patrick, but he's a runner. He will put up running stats. And he's also got an improvement at wide receivers. The guy's number one wide receiver has been like Cole Beasley. Three thousand yeah. yards with Cole Beasley as your wide receiver one is it's it's relatively impressive. I think he'll take a step forward with Diggs, assuming Diggs decides he's happy to play there. Yeah. Last last year, Josh Allen did only rush for thirty one yards per game. My boy. He, I think, if this pick is going to be worth it, that needs that number needs to be fifty plus. Yeah, I think so. I think that's an achievable thing. I think and so he got picked at number nine. So you are saying that he's a top ten quarterback in the league. Statistically, I think he like if you take him holistically from all of his stats, I think he will be around the top ten. I, I interesting disagree with the pick. Matthew Stafford or Josh Allen? Well, he just answered it. Yeah, I I would have taken Stafford ahead of him if I thought it was Stafford. Stafford's great. Well, I'm asking. I want to. I want to hear what Luke has to think because it's. I mean, you you like Josh Allen better, but oh, I would take Stafford, no question. That's, I'm not surprised by that at all. But I would. T- I mean, I would take 
I'm scared to say this, but I would take Kirk Cousins over Josh Allen. I was actually going to ask if anybody would take Kirk Cousins over Josh Allen. I really would. I really would. In the same hey. Allen misses throws like it's, like it's crazy how many throws Allen just misses. He couldn't hit water from a boat. <laughs> I don't like the pick, Dan. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, you know, I'm fine with you guys. Not you know, Dan, no. <laughs> I feel like looking at like the, your pick so far, though, out of all of us with upside, I feel like you have the most upside on your team right now. You have three guys who could win MVP. I, okay, I wouldn't push Josh Allen in the MVP. Yeah, maybe not. But like, I mean, all of these guys could win MVP. I would say if I would say if you like if any of your three quarterbacks like or like feasibly all three of your quarterbacks like in very real situations could catch fire and be top five quarterbacks. Like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Josh Allen could sneak in there as that five quarterback. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it could happen. I, I like Josh Allen as a person, so I hope I'm wrong about this pick. We go to the 10 spot. That's me again. Lovely. <laughs> oh, boy. You need some Starbs or something. Get Got to get excited for these picks. I do need some, I do need some coffee, I will say. I'm cooking up my pick. Yeah, so, me too. Luke, who did you take with your two picks? Uh, I I took Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. You took Drew and, Rodgers, Henry, took. and and Henry has taken Deshaun and Dak, and you've taken Kyler and Josh Allen. Um, Matt Ryan still on the board. Tom oh. Brady, uh, well, Carson I, Wentz. I was looking to see if Ryan got picked because I know we talked about him, but I couldn't remember if you took him. So I'm gonna take Ryan with the second one. Um, he's. I was looking at his stats when we had brought it up earlier. He threw. He's gone. He's thrown every other year. He's thrown seven interceptions for the last handful of years. Um, and last year he didn't throw seven, so he's due for seven interceptions this season. Seven. It's not horrible. Seven's not not bad at all. It's especially for Matt Ryan. I feel like. Wait. Um. Did he throw 14 interceptions last year? I wouldn't be shocked. He he did. 26 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. That is a lot more than I thought it would be. I feel like that to me is an anomaly, though. Like that, you know what I mean? That'll go down, but that's kind of to my point where he he does make mistakes. Matt Ryan is not good at playing from behind. Well, we're out of we're out of the zone though right now. No, like the no, the mistake free zone. We're we're yeah. We're, I we're, I love this pick. Yeah. Yeah. I think this pick is value at 10. Um, yeah. I think Matt Ryan is bad from playing. He's bad playing from behind. That's, I think, the thing. It's You can kind of look at those the years that he has bad years and look at the team around him and how the team performed as a whole. If the team was yeah. trash, he put up bad stats. If the team was decent, he put up good stats. It's just he can't come back from games. He They choke leads. That's what the Falcons do. Um, but in, in neutral situations, he is, in neutral he is probably better than the 10th best quarterback. Yes. But I don't think the Falcons are going to be necessarily in a lot of those situations. They're in a tough division. Mm-hmm. Especially with Tom coming down to the south. Um, it should be interesting to watch. And Teddy, 
taking over in Carolina. Oh. Carolina is going to be a very interesting team. Two gloves. We'll we'll get to Teddy if he even gets picked. He might be right at the back. Um, he he could be one of the last ones, but yeah. I really like the pick. He has Julio and Calvin Ridley, and they brought in Gurley, who's a pass catching type running back when he's used yeah. it best. Um, I mean, yeah, Matt Ryan threw for over forty four hundred yards last year. Yeah, Twenty six touchdowns. Good pick. He's a yardage guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, Henry, this is and pick number eleven. Interluded to my pick here, but now I'll finish it. I'm going to take Tom Brady here because okay. um, only a matter of time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I think the eleven spot is kind of where he needs to be now in this phase of his career. He's definitely not the Tom Brady that's like going to be your guy that's throwing for five thousand yards or. You know what I mean? Some of that stuff. But he also, like, is still a very solid quarterback in the Patriots system that, like, to be completely honest, was not, like – if you, you put, like, a quarterback in there, I wouldn't say that it, the system or, like, the, the players around Brady, like, automatically made him better. You know what I mean? Like, you're talking about guys like Julian Edelman, who's good. You know what I mean? But, like, their wide receiver, too, is kind of a revolving door. And then, like, you're talking about running backs that are also just good. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to tell you that in Tampa Bay, his running back situation got better because it probably got worse. But you walk into Tampa Bay and your targets go from pretty much Julian Edelman to Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Rob Gronkowski. So not only does he have his favorite target pretty much of all time back, he also has two of the top five wide receivers from last year on his team. So we're talking about a guy who might be one of the best game managing quarterbacks that somehow turns game management into like a good season. Last year he passed for 4,000 yards and 24 touchdowns with eight interceptions. I think you'll see the yardage might even go up this year because, I mean, you got Evans and Godwin that can run for a mile after they catch the ball. And I think he's in a great situation right now. And so I think he's not going to be a quarterback that, like, would just go to a team and make them instantly better by himself. But I think going into a team with as many offensive pieces and then the system that the Buccaneers like, I think he's going to have a great season. And he's, I think, deserving of your 11 spot. Yeah. I think that 24 touchdown number is going to go up this year by a lot. I think he'll probably be around the 30 range. Like right at 30 is my guess. And that's – He'll throw a lot of touchdowns, yeah. Yeah. Who's who's their – which – what's the gopher guy's name that they drafted? Oh, Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson. That's not a bad guy to have as an just an extra threat. We'll that's, see. That's another. That's another mark every year. But it's if anybody can make a rookie receiver look good, I have no doubt it'll be Tom Brady. That's another thing, like the Cowboys too, though, where you're like, you're already talking about your top two guys now are Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, which you could very well say both of them are top five wide receivers. And so now Tyler Johnson can quite literally pull up and. I could be Tyler Johnson and they would still have a good passing game because the other two or Tyler Johnson could be another great wide receiver. And then now suddenly Tom Brady's got three top 25 guys that he's throwing the ball to, not even including Gronk. So, yeah, I was going to say, cause Gronk's going to be a top five tight end. I think you can just pencil that in. There's yeah. Tight ends in the league. Top five's not that difficult. Yeah. I, one thing I have to say about Tom Brady, I think that there are going to be some growing pains between his declining ability to throw the deep ball and Evans and Godwin's likeness of going 
deep. I think uh, there's going to be some growing pains there. I think that'll be difficult for them at first. I think Tom Brady is good enough to figure that out. And um, I like I like the pick. I think he performs better than he did probably his last two years, at least in in New England. Yeah. Arians is a great coach for a passing offense, too. Absolutely. Which I think does put him at that 11 spot. But yep. On to the 12th. That is me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm debating between two guys here. I'm pulling up here some stats is. right now. Here it is. Um, it's time, Luke. <laughs> Do it. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're thinking Stafford. <laughs> there he is. And you guys are very much right. Stafford, <laughs> Stafford. you know, you know, he is just good. Like, he – he is has nothing around him, and year in and year out, he just performs like a top ten quarterback in the NFL. It's, like the top ten quarterback that just never was. Uh, he honestly, like, oh my goodness, man! If he was on a better team, he he'd have a couple of Super Bowls to his name right now. I, he's just yeah. Let me let me pull some stats up here for you. I, I was looking them up, and I was I was shocked because these are. Great stats on a bad Lions team last year. Not his fault. I mean, he did the best he could. He played eight he had like games. A back. Yes, he had a broken back. So he played eight games, and some of these games he was injured in. And it, his pace, his 16 game pace, even with this bad back, is 4,998 yards, 38 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. I mean, yeah. That is pretty dang good. Kenny Galladay is going to take another step forward. He's Galladay, good. Galladay yeah, like is a great receiver. They're going to have a better connection next year. He'll be fully healthy. He's going to put up – I mean, he's going to feel better than he did last year. He has two good running backs with him now to kind of take off some of the pressure and maybe open up some lanes for him mm-hmm. downfield. I mean, he really just – he puts up – the yards he puts up the touchdowns he doesn't throw a ton of picks you could give him a knock that he doesn't inspire his team to victory but (laughs) team wins are not a quarterback stat quarterback stats are quarterback stats and say about it for the people in the back luke team stats are not to be put on a player yes yes i i would agree with that and matthew stafford really he just he just performs each game he's out there, whether he's healthy or not. And I think he has a healthy season. Does it mean I think the Lions are improved? No. So there's a knock there, but I, I think he's a great quarterback. I think he, you put him in a lot of systems, and he's easily the sixth, seventh best quarterback in the league. I, I love this pick here. I, I honestly think that we could have had Matthew Stafford get pick number three overall and Luke would have loved this pick here. I mean, like, wow, that's a, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, to be honest, as I was toiling during my work day to day, I was thinking ahead to this podcast and like, I, I won't even lie. I started to get just a little bit excited to just think, to hear like what we just heard in that last probably 30 to 45 seconds of Luke talking about Matthew Stafford, because I knew it was going to be fireworks and I don't think he let it down. I think, yeah, it's a good pick. Uh, Definitely, like, that is, Dan, like, that is your Starbucks drink right there. The excitement from that pick 
You just need to carry I'm that. So over. Happy. Like, I'm he, so happy. I'm so happy now. How happy is about Matthew Stafford? You know what I mean? He's a great guy too. Just put <laughs> the on-field stuff to the side, man. He is just a great dude. His wife is awesome. She's battling cancer. I mean, shout out to them for going through that fight. I, you know, just may God be on their side. Just a really great family. Yeah, I would agree. I know a divisional rival starting quarterback would make you so happy. Well, divisional rival might be a stretch. The Lions don't really have a divisional yeah. rival. But the Lions are kind of the, the tricky little team that you always happen to split your games with because for some reason they beat you 24 to 23 or something like that every year in, at home. And unless like the, the refs help you avoid being swept by the Lions. Yes. <laughs> or you can be like the Packers this year and beat them both games not leading in regulation once. That, that is, is one way to do it. That is, that's, see, that's exactly the Lions, though. You know what I mean? Like, it is. It is that, that, that is almost pushing me to my, like, why the Packers aren't a 13-3 and football team rant, but that will save that. That'll get put away. Um, but, like, that's just the Lions kind of football team. That's just the Matthew Stafford energy on that team, though. It's just like this is just a team that even in a division where they're so far inferior, they should be in a different division. They're still in the division. They win the games. Matthew Stafford might be the first Hall of Fame quarterback without a playoff win. I think yeah, that's something to consider. I think it's definitely possible. I feel like Matthew Slepter, Matthew Stafford is slept on by a lot of people. Yes. So, so I'm going to go to my next pick here. Yeah. Going to go to my next pick. Uh, let me let me pull up his stats real quick here. Oh, where do I want to pick this guy? Nah. Eh. Uh, oh, man, I'm torn. I, I'll tell you the two guys right now. I, I'm deciding between coming off of injury, Ben Roethlisberger, or, well, I guess always coming off of injury, Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. My my lineup is a little prone to injury right now, but I'm thinking it's going to be with this extended offseason, a healthy NFL season next year, so I'm not worried about that. Um, uh, yeah, man, you know, I'm going to go let – me, let me pull up Roethlisberger's stats here. They both put up decent stats. I mean, Roethlisberger's last season, so he played, I think, one game last year. I mean, in 2018, he had over 5,000 yards, 34 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Carson Wentz. If I'm not mistaken, that would have been with AB, correct? That is correct. Yes. Yeah. So that'll that'll be bumped down a little bit. I like Juju, but Juju is no AB. No. Um, and you know, Wentz, Wentz missed like one or two games last year. I want to say. Yeah, it was a real. Yeah, but you're never going to pencil in Carson Wentz as a 16. See, that's the issue. You just can't pencil him in for. Well, you know, I take it back. He played 16 games last year. Huh? No, he didn't. Really? He did, according to Pro Football Reference. I don't know if he finished all 16 games. Was that in the playoffs, too? Oh, that might include playoffs. I feel like. Did the Eagles win the division? No, that does not include playoffs. So he, he played. Really... He played seventeen games. He played sixteen. Games. Well, and that, you know that just made my decision for me. I'm going Carson Wentz. He's proven he can stay healthy. He puts up good numbers. He, it's not always 
maybe pretty, but he makes sure his team wins. He's kind of the foil to Matthew Stafford here a little bit, but he still puts up good stats. I mean, last year, not quite as many yards as you would like, a little over 4,000 yards. But, I mean, he had 27 touchdowns and only seven interceptions, and he had no help for wide receivers either. He's going to get Jalen Rieger coming in, I believe. Ooh, yes. TCU guy, you guys don't like him. I think he's a great receiver. He's going to help them out. In a non-biased way, though, Jalen Rieger also got held by Baylor's cornerback department to, like, one catch, eight yards, and, like... Yeah, uh, I mean, we can cherry-pick bad games all we want. What? We can cherry-pick bad games all we want here. I'm just saying, like, I think Jalen... That's another TED Talk for a different time, but I don't know if he was necessarily going to be a first-round wide receiver, but... Um, no, I'm going to pick Carson Wentz. We're, we're running a little short on time here, so I don't, I won't elaborate too much, but I, it's a, it was a tough spot to pick a quarterback, but I think he's going to have another full season and he performs well. I like that. Yeah. Well, boys, what, what pick is this for me now? Oh man, I would have had picks 12 and 13. So this will be 14. Perfect. Here it is. This is it. The Kirk Cousins is a good NFL quarterback talk. So I think 14 is great value for Kirk because I think he, he's he probably going to be – he's to me is like the 12th quarterback, so this is kind of where I was going to get him. But, like, he's a good quarterback. People love to hate Kirk Cousins. Like, and there's there's definitely stuff that needs to get better. Like, there, there are bad things that, like, you know what I mean, like bad record in prime time or whatever. But then – that I, that's a just another thing. People love to put team stats on one player. So, like when you talk about going to Seattle on a Monday night, that's basically the NFL's equivalent to a rainy Tuesday night in Stoke. Like, mm. it's just not it's just not a great place to be. So then Kirk Cousins loses the game. Of course he does. And he also played for the Redskins. Of course he lost primetime games. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think Kirk Cousins, great deep ball thrower, one of the best deep ballers in the league um statistically and then like there are some things you need to fix there but honestly he's a good quarterback that like I think a lot of people disagree with this but I think if Kirk Cousins would have been around when we had our like defense of I think what would it would have been 2017 was it the year before he came yeah yeah that yeah was- the year you went to the NFC championship yeah I think if we have Kirk Cousins we replicate that team again I would be really interested if that team could make the Super Bowl push there because I think Kirk Cousins in that kind of a situation is just enough of that quarterback that won't hold your team back that could get your team across the line but he would require a lot of help around him and I think that team had that now the Vikings don't have that so it doesn't look the same but I think he's a good quarterback and at 14 like I'm not finding a ton of guys that I would much rather have on my team than Kirk Cousins. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, looking at just who else is available still at this point, Kirk is absolutely the best available at this, at this spot. And I don't agree with you. I don't disagree with there's, you. Kirk is a good there's quarterback, a, and that's, that's Yeah, it. there's a lot of question marks with other quarterbacks in that spot right there. Yeah, you got, like, Phillip Rivers on a new team. Roethlisberger coming off injury, some of those guys. And Kirk is same system, but a new new OC. Yeah. But, I mean, same team. He's still got Thielen. I guess he – so there's question marks, but compared to the other guys, much less. 
I like the pick. I think it's fair, right? Right behind Matthew Stafford. I think that's where he belongs. I think that was just semantics. I think that was the product of the system here. Ah, you're <laughs> up, Dan. Um, I think I'm gonna take Roethlisberger with my first one. Okay. Here, because I mean, it's like you said. It's this is the Roethlisberger or Rivers thing, and in my opinion, I think Roethlisberger has more left in the tank than Rivers does because at least Roethlisberger is still where he has been forever. And I think he just has a better team as a whole. I personally don't see the Colts making a playoff push. I can at least see Pittsburgh pushing a wild card spot with that defense. And they've got a good enough defense, yep. like kind of like how Henry was talking about with Kirk a couple of years ago, if he would have been on that Vikings team with that kind of help that he would have looked a lot better. I think Ben's in one of those situations this year that he'll, he'll probably look a little bit better than he's going to perform, but he's got weapons and he's experienced enough that I'd rather have him over a lot of other guys at this point. Yeah. I like the pick. That seems fair. Right. Middle of the pack. So. Yeah. Cause what we, we I talked about him kind of in my pick too, so we don't need to hash it out too much, but that's a solid pick. Yeah, that was 15, right? Yeah, that would have been 15. Yes. So this is your final pick. Last guy. Oh, the last guy of the whole draft? No, no. Where we, I believe we were doing six guys each. So this is your last guy. Henry and I each have one more pick. Yeah. I'm going to have to do something stupid here. Sorry, guys. Oh, I was going to do something stupid. You better Drew not Lock- do what I'm thinking. Drew Lockin, two. Drew Lockin, one. And... So I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, Henry. I almost I, – that I was very close. Very close. Oh, it's not. Oh, now I'm intrigued. I am very intrigued. My – now, I've definitely made reaches in this draft, and I'm perfectly okay with that. But my, my oh, big no. reach – Oh, no. Tua. I'm going to take Tua. Tua. Here we go. Okay. Oh. oh. I, I, bro, I don't know why. I'm just excited about Miami football this year for some – Stupid oh, no. reason. Oh no! And I, oh, I think no. it's just gonna be fun. Don't die on this hill, Dan. It's Miami. The Miami football I think, hill. I think Tua is gonna. Now go. I gotta spell Tagovailoa in my notes here too. Just put, just put Tua. <laughs> just put Tua. Um, I don't know. I think, I think it'll be he'll be fun to watch. I think he'll put stuff up. I don't think he's gonna be a bottom of the league quarterback. We're this is the this is sixteen. This is it. This is middle of the pack. If Tua comes out he, and has a good season, like yeah, he's got a high ceiling. He has a high ceiling just with how he played at Alabama. He's a talented quarterback, and that's that. Yeah. Um, for me, it was between this pick was between Tua, Drew Locke, and Jimmy G. Um, Jimmy G. Just because he took me to a fantasy championship like two years ago, and I, ah. I respect the guy. I think he's funny. Gucci Garop forever, man. Honestly, I think Tua. I think Tua will be slightly worse, but similar to how Kyler Murray performed this last year. Yeah, yeah, and that's which was for me. Sixteen is probably about right for me. Probably closer to seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. But I I mean, we're in this area where it's it's worth the reach. Yeah, Yeah. and also he's a lefty, so I have to. Show some for a fellow lefty. Do the do cornerbacks even know how to defend a lefty quarterback? That's a good question. That's a good question. We'll find different out. spin on the ball. I mean, they might they 
receivers will be able to catch it, but those other guys might help save a few interceptions. True. That could be the case. That's why they're playing defense, because they can't catch. (laughs) You are up, Henry. Uh, All right. Um, You know, I'm actually not going to go with, like, the crazy reach, like, fun pick. I'm going to kind of go with an unattractive option here, but I'm going to take Ryan Tannehill. With my last pick. I was wondering if someone was going to take him. Interesting. He's – his system right now, like, if we go back to the premise of this whole question, who's going to be a good quarterback next year? Ryan Tannehill is somebody that's not going to get talked about, but he's going to be a good quarterback. Like, if you look at it, like, he was a good quarterback last year. I mean, they definitely made strides. I mean, like, the Titans were kind of cooking there in the playoffs. Like – you know what I mean? I mean, it's a Derrick Henry football team for sure, but I think Tannehill is like he's he's gonna get some like some yardage off of that play action that Derrick sets up, and it, like I don't know, like I think when I'm taking him at 17 or whatever, like it, it's a I think he's gonna he's definitely gonna be in your top 17. I think. Yeah, I mean, I remember last year at the down the stretch, and and obviously this isn't about fantasy football, but down the stretch, I wanted him on my fantasy team. Now, yeah. I was also in a hole with quarterbacks, but I would have been very happy to have him as my starter going into the playoffs for fantasy last year. Yeah. And I think that says a lot. I like the pick. It's safe. You've, yeah. You have a – yeah, I mean, you probably have the, one of the safer lineups, probably the safest of us three, but you know, safe isn't always bad. I mean, when it's good. When it's good, it's good. Yeah. So like, I am up here. One of my top. Oh, sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Are, sorry, Dan. Go. Oh, I was just gonna say I feel like Tannehill is all Kirk Cousins light. Nah, yeah, that's fair. I do they have just, a couple. Of feel like, I feel like they play the same kind of football. I kind of do. Yeah. 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 Um. So I am up here with the final pick of the who is a good quarterback draft. Yes, sir. Oh man, you know I'm. There's there's a lot of names here that it's just I don't know if I want to go really crazy. Drew Locke. He's a name I'm thinking of. He's not even the craziest name. <laughs> Teddy Teddy Two Glove. No, I, I, Teddy Two. There's so many. There's guy. I just Nick? don't know. I mean, there's good guys here. Is Luke looking at Nick Foles? No, no, no. Nick Foles, no, stop. Right, I'm not having three NFC North quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, I, see, my thing with Drew Locke is that everything is pointing for me to pick him here to be a good quarterback. I just have a gut feeling he is going to have a disappointing season, very similar to how Baker Mayfield played last year. Yeah. I just don't think he's going to be a Baker Mayfield type player where he just can't quite live up to the hype that's being put on him. Um, I also don't think he has the weapons that Baker even had. I mean, he has it's, it's uh, a team to me. I mean, he has Sutton and uh, they drafted. Um, Didn't they draft two receivers? They, draft, they did draft two. They drafted State uh, KJ Hamler. Yeah, and then well, I don't know why. I'm they got, don't they have Judy? They have Judy. They yeah. got Judy. Yeah, they did. And he's good. Yeah, but that to me feels like Odell and Jarvis light. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Probably. Um, and, you know, and then kind of another guy I'm thinking here, I'm, I'm not going Jimmy Grapple. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a product of the system. I think Phillip Rivers could be good. I just – I think I, – I watched – when I watched him play last year – Okay, he he played really well against the Packers. But any other game I watched him play, he just didn't look good. He threw a lot of bad interceptions. And he always has that confused look on his face that I just don't like. You don't want the Sam Darnold seeing ghost type look, you know? Right. So I'm kind of eliminating half my guys here. And I need to make a pick. So I'm just going to throw it out there. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to go Joe Burrow. Number one overall draft pick. He's I want him. I want him. He could have a good year. I like he could. It. I like it. He could be um, a good quarterback. He, you know, I just think of all the guys. He was very much a good quarterback on LSU. Absolutely. And LSU plays a lot. They, I mean, they're in the SEC. SEC teams are good, and he'll struggle a little bit because he doesn't quite have the legs. And I think a lot of young quarterbacks rely on their legs as kind of a crutch early on. So, and he won't really have that. So he may be going through some growing pains, but I think come the back half of the season, he will easily be the 18th best quarterback or better in the NFL. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of just Joe Burrow as a, as a person. <laughs> I, just, I just love how he acts. I was going to say, I don't know how much of that you'll actually hear. But yeah, I I would have I was thinking about taking him with my pick. I have a lot of older guys on my team too, where I wanted some youth. Yeah. So respect that. Youth is good, and I got it. Yeah. So that wraps it up. Um, we're I mean I think we're a little over an hour here already. Do, do I do we want to read through the names? Do we want to throw them up on Twitter for people to see? We'll throw them up on Twitter. We can we'll give put them. You, I mean, have a good recap for you on Twitter and you can that'll be that'll be easier than just listen at the end of this podcast yeah um we're gonna throw them up I think we're gonna do probably a blind Twitter poll since a lot of people will vote and haven't listened to this maybe get more of a fair result or do you want to put names by it no let's 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 let it vote and then we put names by it perfect perfect um we'll get that up uh and this podcast probably later tonight yeah Uh, for sure I'm going to talk to our uh, music guy oh. and see if we'll have anything to put on this one. Because if he does, it might might take a little bit longer to get it posted. That's all right. That's all right. If not, this – yeah. This now we have to roll with my drop, I guess, I provided at the beginning. Ah, that was good. That's playing <laughs> in regardless, so. Oh. Can I, can I close this out then? Yep. Yeah. All right. I'm going to – instead of some music, I'm going to do a little closing thought. Maybe a reminder. And my reminder is this. Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Oh, that's... (laughs) Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.